0: Welcome to the ninth edition of the Wolves Women Podcast. I'm your host, Nick, and today I'm joined by Jess. Hi, Jess. Hi. Um, just the two of us today, so we'll crack straight on into it. Um, so the first game we're going to look at is the whole game in the FA Women's National League Cup. So the League Cup game at home. Um, not many goals in this one, only the seven. Um <laughs> But I'll I'll quickly run through the top the light uh, team lineup. So it was Beck Thomas in goal, Laura Cooper, Emma Cross, Tammy George, Amber Hughes, Kelly Darby, Summer Holmes, Anna fit uh, Helen Demody, uh, Leo Joyce, and Beth Merrick. Um, obviously, sort of a couple of changes there, Jess, from sort of the last time out, um, which was several weeks ago now. Um, obviously, Beck coming into goal, but also. It was a good return to see Amber back in the team, would you say?
1: Yeah, I think it was really good. I think she played, obviously, really well. And she scored two goals as well, which is obviously... It's a brilliant way to get back into the team. But, yeah, I think, obviously, it's nice to see Bet back in goal. She wasn't really tested. I mean, they didn't have that many opportunities. But, yeah, it was nice to see her back in goal and to give Shan a rest.
0: Yeah, and then, obviously, it was Beth got the, the, the first goal in the first half. And then we turned. We just we just seemed to turn on the style thing in the second half.
1: Yeah, we obviously we had a goal disallowed um, just before we scored our first goal, and then Helen Modi hit the bar, and then obviously she scored the first one. So I think as soon as we would scored the first one, I think I think we were, the game was ours really. I don't think they were. They had much of the ball in the second half at all. I think we kind of ran the show, but yeah, I think first half it, they made it difficult for us but i think as soon as we got the first couple of goals we were away really
0: yeah i felt i mean obviously it's the biggest sort of um win of the season so far i think one of the interesting things to say is hull obviously at the end of the game sort of tweeted out that they'd had five 16 year olds on the pitch by the end of the game so i think it obviously was quite a young team so i think our experience told in that end you would say yeah
1: they had quite a young team you could tell that but i think in one way, it's obviously it's lovely to win seven nil, but I also think, for me, it's kind of like, well, do you reckon you'd see a men's team winning seven nil in a cup game? It is a bit disappointing to see such big score lines, mm. even though we are on the winning end of it. But you know, I think that is something that should, we hope need to be needs to be improved in the women's game. But you know, obviously, it was lovely to win, and I think we did deserve it. But it is sometimes a little bit disheartening for the other team, and I think it is a bit disappointing knowing that we've. Beaten teams in the same league as us, seven 0 a massive scoreline.
0: Yeah, especially when you think that well, it wasn't that long ago, sort of a month or so ago, that Holwood sort of gave us a bit of, a, nearly gave us a bit of a scare at home yeah. in the behind closed door game where you know we won three two. I suppose we've just got to take the positives from it. Obviously, Amber, well, Amber getting to Beth getting her first goal, so you know it's great for her. Um, and Amy Dickon and Anie Miller but you're both getting off the, the score sheets this season for the first time. I think you know, so suppose, suppose those are the positives we can take. Yeah um, and a not bad attendance either as well 240 people there in attendance. Um, so a good another good strong attendance, something we'll touch on later on in the show, but I think that's important. We're still keeping you know sort of well in good few hundred there in attendance even for a league a league cup game, which yeah. Yeah, so that's important. Moving swiftly on to the sort of the, the next cup game. It's a, it's a month of cup games, this. It really is. It's it was uh, but it's the FA Cup. So the cup the, the proper cup, the, the the cup that matters in all of those cups. And it was a derby, it was Sporting Kelsa, it was away. They went one nil up, but we won. We won. That was the, key, the thing. So we're still in the cup. I'll quickly run through the the the, the, the line up, and I'll we'll talk about that one. A couple of changes with uh, Shan Turner coming back into goal. Emma, Emma Cross, Tammy George, Amber Hughes, Amy Dickon, Summer Holmes, Anna Morfitt, Helen Demody, Ellie Butler, Rhea Ellsmore and Beth Merrick. And I think. Yeah, we, we talked previously about scoring seven goals. We we went and scored another seven. I mean, it's seven heaven for the team at the minute.
1: Yeah, I think Kelso, you know, fair play to them. Obviously, they're not in the same league as us and they did give us a bit of a scare quite early on. You know, they had a free kick and Megan can scored from a diving header and it was pretty impressive. And I think credit where credit is due, you know, they've come in and obviously we're we're doing really well this season. We're in the league above them and we didn't, in no, in no way did we play a very weak team. We know we went out and we played quite a strong team and mm. by what looks of it, so did they. And I think you could see on their faces how much it meant to them to score that goal. And I think obviously we scored two quite quickly just before half time. And I think I think that kind of knocked their confidences a little bit. And after that, as I said, like before, as soon as we'd gone 2-1 up, I think it was kind of a bit like we kind of just kept scoring. We scored goals quite quickly after that and, I don't think Chelsea really came back into
0: it the second half at all. I heard their manager comment afterwards that once they sort of got that, once we scored our third goal, just sort of just after the break, they had to sort of rejig their formation and sort of um, knowing that they would have to go for it and that would open themselves up for our attack. Which, yeah, it's a cup game. You've got to, you've got to go for it. So I think I can understand why that they made that decision. But you think. So almost, do you just accept that you, you you might yeah you know, it's it's do you accept a beating by trying to go out and get uh, um try and score or do you just sort of shut up shop and try and sort of sneak an extra goal you know a couple of goals and from set pieces but um but yeah we we'll just quickly run through the goal scorers it was Amber Hughes getting four so that's six in two games for Amber Hughes now having come back from injury and you know and that's and playing a lot of football as well in that those two games. Uh, Anna Price. it's so always good to see Perksy on the score sheet. So, and Tammy George with two. So I think it was a, it was another sort of mixture. Of, I mean, obviously Amber sort of hogged the the goal scoring, but you know, it still wasn't. It was a good mixture of people getting on the score sheet. So I think that's also important to, to be honest. Getting a sort of a variety of goal scorers.
1: Yeah, I agree. Obviously, Anna Price came off the bench and she scored, and I think she scored quite a few this season. And Tammy has scored two, and yeah, as I said before, Amber played really well, and it's really nice to see her back from injury, and she's been back and she's been unbelievable as well the past two games.
0: Yeah, Perks has scored three goals so far this season. Just checking my spreadsheet, and and Tammy's on five, um, with Amber being league goal scorer and eight goals this season. So yeah, so and the 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 other person in the top three, just quick. Can you guess who else is in the top three for the goal scorers if it's with Amber and Tammy?
1: Helen Demodi, or not quite.
0: So, who else do you say?
1: Anamorphic,
0: Anamorphic with five goals, free kick penalty queen that she is with the uh, yeah. So, um, yeah, you know, it's it's life, death, and life, death, taxes, and Anamorphic scoring free kick uh, scoring penalties guarantees She um,
1: played really well that game as well I think she's been very very consistent this season and she played really well that game as well
0: I, I know some I saw some comments on Twitter where someone sort of picked her out specifically on Twitter and said they were really impressed with her performance against Kelsa and considering you had a player there, you know in Amber who'd scored four goals for Anna it to be sort of name checked as the, the person that impressed them that says something about Anna's performance and I think mm. yeah she's I say she's she's missed consistent. you know what you're going to get from her. Um, so yeah, so I re- yeah, it's a really good all round team performance in both those two games, I think. And that's I think that's key. I mean, whilst you know, it's there's the, have whilst there were some changes in those these two games, the spine of the team has almost stayed the same. You know, sort of key half a dozen players have always played both, go, you know, sort of through, so it's that the other players are getting a chance, yeah. And
1: I think we've had quite Obviously, the midfield stayed pretty similar and mm-hmm. there has been players that have stayed in both games. But I think it's nice to see other players coming through, you know, started at the at the weekend. And I think it's good to see that those players can slot in and they can still play as good as they've played in all the other games. And I think that just proves the depth of this squad. You know, you can take players out for a weekend to rest them. You can bring players in and they can still consistently perform well. And I think that that's really, really good at this level as well because you can't play every single player every single week. So having cup games where players can come in and prove themselves i think that's been really important the past couple of weekends
0: well certainly and it gives mac a headaches doesn't it when we get back into the league campaign sort of obviously which you know that's got big priority but if but you know it's if players are able to just to step in and play because obviously he likes kelly derby were dropped uh, i'll say dropped rested for this game and and you know you see that churn. I mean, what I did see on Twitter was, which was really impressive. Yeah, was Kelly Darby. Every time a goal was going in, Kelly Darby was there, tweeting out, going, "Get in, girls, get in!" You know, really sort of, obviously, sort of, you could tell she, though she wasn't that, that sort of there, she was kicking that those balls for them and sort of really enjoying it, which is great to see from players who you know who could quite legitimately want to have a day away from you know, have their weekends because you know we must always remember that these these girls they're not professional this is a this is a, a hobby for want of a better terminology it's, they've got a day job so um yeah so yeah no it's great to still see um so looking at sort of upcoming fixtures we've got county cup we enter the county cup proper and we had a bye last time round but we enter the county cup on uh, on Sunday 21st November this coming Sunday away at Nuneaton borough um I'll be honest. I mean, we touched on them. I think in the last pod, when just after the draw was made, I don't think there's much known about them. Um, I certainly haven't picked up anything else, bar what we talked about, where they they play in the the Leicestershire League, I think it was. So they're elite sort of uh, regional league. So, um, Jess, I mean, I suppose the the question is, what, how much change did, does does Maka put in, or does Maka keep this sort of? mini rotation going through but keeping a relatively strong side?
1: Um, I'd love to see quite a few of the reserves play I think it's a fantastic opportunity to kind of get those type of players in and around the first team you know getting girls to make their debuts and you know obviously keeping some of the first team the same but I think it's a perfect opportunity you know they aren't as strong as the team that we used to play in so I think getting obviously the reserves are doing really well as well this season so I think getting some of those players in and being able to play with senior players, I think it's a perfect opportunity, and I'd love to see quite a few of the reserves coming in and resting quite a few of the senior players that start every week.
0: Yeah, would be. I think there's, it, there's part of me that does sort of how much of a how much change do we just stick in there and sort of go for it, and how much do we sort of um, sort of rest some of those players? I just think here we've got um, the reserves have got donny bells at home on uh, on on sunday so i think there's um you could see yeah sort of one or two of the sort of most sort of uh reserves who are closer to the first team sort of coming back and sort of then joining the first team and some of the uh, first team is just having a gentle you know those certainly around the fringes of coming back from injury sort of having that run out with the reserves just to sort of keep the, the balance there yeah but i think there's um yeah, it's going to be an interesting one. I'm going to I'm aiming to make it to that one and sort of see what it's like because I think, as you say, it'd be good to see some of those, uh, see who who gets played and see some of those reserves. Hopefully, after that, we are back into the FA Cup action. So it's within two weeks of uh, knocking Cal, so we we're, we're back into it. It's almost it has a distinct similarity to last season where sort of it was it was cup game after cup game after cup game, FA Cup rounds here, there, and everywhere. And that's not just where the similarities end. It's Forest in the Cup. Uh, who would have thought that would get Forest in the Cup in the second round? Um, so yeah, so a, a repeat of last season's uh, second round draw. Um, it's at home again. Literally, it is round for round the same, isn't it? Which is, I don't know if my heart could cope with the same sort of dramatics as last time round. Though, Jess, what about yourself?
1: Yeah, no, hopefully it isn't the same as last season. I think it was very close. And I think I I'd I'd quite like to see us play them again, you know, just to see kind of obviously we played them in the league, but for me, I'd like to see how much we've improved. You know, they were they were in the league above us last season and obviously they were we were really close. We I think we were both quite evenly matched, both teams, and I think obviously we did win, but I'd like to see how far we've improved in terms of in a cup game, you know, if we could win or if they could win? Because I think it could have gone either way last time. So I'd like to see how it pans out in a couple of weeks and see how both teams have progressed over the past season.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think certainly, I think we probably, personally, I think we just about edged that in the cup game. I think they were last season. I think it, it was... We probably deserve to have walked it. Certainly, I think the neutral would have said we walked it uh, or would should have beat, won that game. But yeah, this season, we we played them back in 5th of September where we won 1-0. Um, and if you sort of want to catch up on sort of, we had a podcast with Chris Gadsby from the FA Women's National League show, who's a forest fan, who does quite a bit of forest stuff as well um so worth just that was episode three if I remember right left the top of my head that it'd be worth sort of going back and listening because I think whilst obviously since then they've sort of stuttered slightly in the league I think a lot of what we've said then still stands as well but I think- yeah
1: sorry that game that-, that we played them in the league I that was pretty close obviously we won 1-0 Anamorphic scored pretty an unbelievable goal and I think I don't know if she was technically aiming for the goal or not, but I think that was pretty close. And I think we are quite evenly matched in terms of it just depends on whose day it is. But I'd like to see how far we've pro- progressed from the cup game and the league game and see. Obviously, they haven't had, not all results have been going their way. So I don't know. I'd like to see if we edge them slightly more this, this game.
0: Yeah, I mean, I certainly I think uh, I personally think Anna was aiming for it because I think that was an excellently delivered um, shot uh, and it was perfect. It was not, of course, a, a miscued cross into the box at all. Um, but yeah, no, you're right, Jess. I think, yeah, it's it'll be good to see where, get that marker. I mean, I presume you would go sort of full strength, sort of as though it was a league game, sort of, yeah, you know, sort of back, back to sort of the usual sort of... Shannon Girl with Kelly and um, Emma and uh, Anna in the back three, etc.
1: Yeah, I'd like to think so. I think as well, having a full-strength team, it does kind of, it's more evenly, you can compare it a bit more evenly if we both play full-strength teams. But I also think it gives, even though I'd like to see quite a full-strength team, it does give players opportunities that maybe they have proved themselves the past few weeks, you know like Lauren Riley, Leo Joyce, them those two players hopefully starting. And I think it is obviously, whilst it is still a cup game, I'd like to see quite a strong team, but I'd also like to see a few players coming in that maybe wouldn't start every league game. And I think, you know, the likes of Ria, Lauren, I'd like to see a couple of those players at least making appearances off the bench, if not starting.
0: Yeah, certainly. I mean, I think, point just quickly on the Nuneaton game, I think I would like to see Lauren and Leo just running the lot, yeah. just taking that, you know, taking the lead on the Nuneaton game just to sort of, as our strike force going for the future, not, you know, for sort of a couple of years down the line. Um, but yeah, sort of, I think you're right. I think having maybe a couple of people who've sort of, who can climb this state to, you know, had a good couple of games, last few games in sort of state to place in there, sort of your, your likes of your Ria's, Ria's, Um Real's, May, Ellie Butler maybe can have a crack at it as well. I think there's, um, yeah, it'll be an interesting one to see how Macka lines up because obviously, it, assuming we get through the assuming we beat Forest, and that you know, that's a s- assumption at this moment in time. It the next round is when the Championship teams enter, and I think yep. with the number of um, so fa- thanks to Chris for this sort of useful stats, there's a good chance that there'll be. I think you said, yeah, if all the championship teams lined up against non-championship teams, so FA Women's National League and below, there's still going to be eight women's national league and below teams into the fourth round draw. So there's a good chance of getting then up against sort of WSL and as well, to yeah, up against WSL teams that sort of if you can get in, if you can get into that chance and, and the chance of all the championship teams getting um Face off against the, you know, against lower league opposition is, is must be slim. So there's a real good chance if you can get past Forest, or if we can get past Forest this time, that we could well um, either meet a Championship team or meet a non, you know, or you know, sort of meet a Championship team and then maybe even get into a WSL team in the round after,
1: which yeah, would be huge. Like I'd like to see us play teams that are one or two leagues above us. I think obviously we played back Blackburn last season and they were two leagues above us. And I think obviously we scored first and they scored from quite a few set pieces. And I think it would, again, like I said, with the Forest game, I'd like to see, kind of just to see how far we've come over the past season. Because I have, I do think we've come quite far over just in such a short space of time. So I would like to see us play, obviously maybe not Blackburn again, but I'd like to see us play teams of that sort of standard and see how far we've come.
0: Yeah, completely. I mean, I think it's interesting. Watford, who we obviously beat after we played yeah. Forest, are struggling in the championship, um, yeah. I, I, and so therefore, I mean, I th- and Coventry, obviously, who we took sort of four, five players, four players from at the end of last season, I mean, uh, are struggling as well this season. So I think, I think the Coventry issue, I think, is more to do with the churn of personnel rather than uh, and getting a settled team rather than anything else. If it, um, but, yeah, I'd love to see us play sort of, you know, um, a Lewis or uh, a Watford or maybe, you know, Sunderland, sort of Blackburn sort of round that sort of bottom third of the championship. Let's just see how we, what's the marker, because if we can hold our own against them, um, then I think that'll be really good. I mean, I think personally looking back at that Blackburn game, I think it was just one game too far. We've got to remember yeah. that the girls hadn't played football properly until the yeah. Forest game.
1: Showed. Uh, obviously and, then, professional and we weren't. Yeah. And I think that does I think that just highlights how difficult it is to play teams that are training nearly near, near enough every day. And we obviously hadn't trained for quite a while. So I think that did show that game. So you know, we're both training now. Obviously, they are professional, but we're still we're training now. And I'd like to see what a difference that would have made if we would have been training as normal.
0: Yeah. I I think it would. I think we'll be a lot closer. Certainly, if we were to play Blackburn again, my only concern it, it or concern it is it won't be at CKW. I don't think it would, could be at the CKW. But I think once the championship and WSL teams have come, we'd have to look at where the get. I think it would have to go to Telford again, which is a shame because I think obviously having it at CKW, it's our ground. It'll say it's our ground. Obviously share it with Wolverines, but it's the home ground for the the women's team. So I think it's a shame not being able to be there. But that leads on to further questions that the. Club would need to look at in the long run. Anyhow, I think. Um, so moving on to sort of what else is going on. Sort of um, because of progression in the cups, uh, there's been some rearranged fixtures. Um, obviously, sort of the so just quickly working our way through them. The Sheffield away game. Still no news on that. That when that's going to be played yet. I Checks again. The the FA player wasn't up there. Brighouse has been moved from the game at Brighouse which was a, a game against Brighouse, which was at home, has been moved from the 5th of December to the 9th of January. Just making sure I get that right. Um, that's because we're playing the, the League Cup game um, on the 5th of December. Um, 9th of January is when, shimmy we get all the way through, um, the, the Cup is going to be, um, traffic, I think it's the fourth round of the Cup is that day. I'm just double-checking my fixture list there. Um yeah, that's yeah, that's the fourth round of the FA Cup at that point. So assuming we get through, then we might that game might get rearranged again. Um also to bear in mind the game again, away at Loughborough is the same day as the third round of the FA Cup, which that's that's the 12th of December. So assuming if we do beat Forest, there's another rearrangement coming in there for that game. So it's, we could actually work, go through uh, sort of the whole of November and December without playing a single league game, which could well have an interesting impact on the, the league standings. Um, we're recording this as uh, Sheffield, Derby and Sheffield are playing each other, and Huddersfield are playing. Filed um, as things stand, we're going. We're not going to be top of the league at the end of the, the, today's um, fixtures because Derby are. Currently uh, 3-0 up against Sheffield. So, a lot of rejigging of the calendar there, Jess. I-
1: yeah, I think, obviously, it, it's always nice to have a cup run it is always nice to kind of... I like cup games in terms of letting play, giving players opportunities, but it does always come with having to rearrange things and, obviously, it does give a bit of a fixture congestion, potentially, you know, with having to rearrange three, four as many games as kind of we get through in the league and we get through in the cup, sorry, it does kind of leave us with quite a few games we need to rearrange. And obviously in terms of league standings, it does put us at a bit of a disadvantage because we will have quite a few games in hand. But I think ultimately it's lovely to have a cup run. And I think even though we do have to rearrange games, at least they'll still be played. And at least we do get a run in in the cup still.
0: Yeah. And I think it's interesting because whilst the fixtures are only out till mid-April, Technically, the season's programmed, the, the league season's programmed to go on until May. So there is still, there's a there's the, the league of programmed in a bit of float at the end, which I found out, just so obviously if anything, so basically all these games, if, we, if we're getting sort of, so when you look at the fixture calendars, very quickly, once certainly you get into next year now, pretty much, I think every weekend is pretty much full. So a lot of these, any, so, so my prediction would be that our season will carry on into um, May rather than finish in April, um, just simply because I think they'll set the games like Sheffield away, which is a, a and Brighouse at home for us because they're long distances for the the teams involved, yeah, either ourselves or, or Brighouse travelling, they'll have to be done at weekends. So I think you'll find that it'll trap, they'll stick a lot of stuff in, sort of push it down the line. Um, yeah, and
1: I also think, as well, obviously in terms of pitch quality, sometimes games do have to be postponed. And I think having that little sort of space at the end of the season, I think we do have to kind of accommodate games that may be postponed in the winter months, obviously with rain and weather conditions. I think it's inevitable that games will be cancelled throughout the season for certain teams. So I think that does kind of, we do have to have weekends and time free to play those games that do unfortunately do get postponed.
0: Yeah. And is there a Blessing in slight blessing in disguise as well. Cause obviously there's people like uh, Larry Walker, uh, Maz, who aren't yet back in, and obviously Jade sort of we'll touch on in a bit, but yeah, sort of coming back from injuries, um, and therefore giving them a run. You know, it's the, the, the if we extend our league season, there's a chance for them to get back in and play a few games and give us sort of more strength in depth.
1: Yeah, I think Larry and Maz, obviously, I think Maz was kind of towards the end of this calendar year and I'm not sure where Lowry is in terms of when she's going to be back, but hopefully it isn't too long. So I think extending the season does give them more time to play and more time to prove themselves, really, because obviously they're not just going to be able to come in and like automatically earn their place because it is very competitive, especially for forward places at the minute. So I think obviously extending the season does give them opportunities to get back into the team and hopefully try and get back into starting positions and obviously for Mads to try and start her Wolves career off this season and hopefully it will be longer than would expected. obviously if we do have to rearrange quite a few different fixtures
0: yeah i've, I've tried to think i talked to um larry the uh, after the burnley game and she was saying it's sort of i think she's looking to be back on the pit or was back sort of on the pitch in sort of sort of reserves action but, um sort of december time as i think was what she was saying if I remember rightly so we, we're sort of might well see her in sort of couple, some of those cup ga- uh, some of those reserve games at that point, which would be great to see her back. Cause, I mean, I think um, one of sort of my last, well, one of the memories of last season for me was uh, Larry grabbing the, the late, late, late winner away at Lincoln, sort of uh, head out, sort of the, the, the being one of forty fans there, sort of me, well, me and the family being one, you know, sort of four out of forty fans there, sort of just going mental as Larry sort of. Uh, Diving in, yeah, sort of getting ahead of him, and then the mass pile on sort of just in front of us. It was brilliant. So, yeah, no, I've got a lot of time for Lowry. Brilliant player. Um, talking about brilliant players, um, October's player of the month, um, someone whose name we have mentioned today um, as well. Um, she got 46% of the vote. She scored four goals in the, the last five games. Helena Modi, um, excellent player. We, Jess, you've you've seen her play a couple of times, thoughts?
1: Yeah, I think she's a really, really good player. I've seen her a handful of times now. And I think, obviously, she has scored quite a few goals, obviously, when I've been watching her. But I think, for me, one thing I've picked up on is the way she is when she's not on the ball, when she's kind of like... You can tell she controls the midfield and she kind of... The players obviously have a lot of respect for her. And, you know, she's constantly communicating. She's constantly... You can also see like the drive and motivation she has, and she's she's an unbelievably talented player. And I think uh, the players do have a lot of respect for her, you know. And she's she obviously she was really really well respected at Coventry as well. She mm. she had so many she played for so many seasons and she had so many appearances there. I think she's an unbelievable player, and I think she's really experienced as well, which helps the midfield. And I think yeah, she's obviously she scored quite a few this season, but I do think she's definitely worthy of the Player of the Month award.
0: Yeah, and it's interesting what you say about respects because obviously, you yeah, know, with um, Perks starting on the bench in the last game against Calcer and Kelly Darby not being uh, in the in the squad, um, Helen actually had the captain's armband. Um, not a surprise. You, you could tell that, you know, just just took naturally to that leadership role. And when you've got sort of other senior players around there who have played for the club for some time, who you could sort of quite easily sort of go, no, no, they're it higher in the pecky order for that, the armband it set, you know, says something that there's you know sort of somebody new coming in there just takes to it naturally and sort of respect therefore within the rest of the squad. So, huge congratulations there to Helen for her Player of the Month award. Well, that brings us to the end of part one. Um, we'll be back after the short break with part two. Welcome to part two of the ninth episode of the Wolves Women podcast. Um, Nick and Jess here, just catching up on a few of the bits and pieces that have been going on around Wolves Women this season, or this was the last couple of weeks. Um, some departures to just chat about, first of all. Um, sort of One in the coaching staff, so Nick Hitchman, um, goalkeeping coach, has left for uh, uh, pastures new, pa- warm pastures, from what we understand. So, um, all, all, all the best to Nick. Uh, hope he has some great sunshine. You know, and, and Nick, you know, you you are a wolf. You'll always be a wolf, and all the best. So, I hope to see you back at the walls at some point. And yeah, and um, all, all the best for your what, you know sort of where you're t- you know where your career is taking you now. Um, the other departure, which is a bit of a sh- shame, really, is. Um, it's Jam. Jam Palmer, um, we understand, has left the club, Jess. I mean, I think, yeah, she's a quality player. We all know her abilities. So it's a real shame to see her go, you'd say.
1: Yeah, she was... I have a lot of respect for her. She was one of my favourite players since... Ever since I started supporting Wolves, you know, one of my first games was TNS in the week. And I think ever since then, I've had so much respect for her as a player, you know. And when she when she hits them, you know, they're unbelievable goals and I think she scored a couple in the past few seasons and I think yeah, ever since the beginning, you know, 2019, 2020, like she was a really good player for us not only on the pitch but I think off the pitch she had quite a big presence amongst her team but yeah, she, we, we will miss her at Wolves and I think all the best to her, whatever she's going on to next.
0: Yeah, I agree. She's a great personality, here, and Shani Jennings obviously a sort of uh, troublesome twosome together between the two of them uh, crack me up and, and... Yeah, she's had some. She's, as you say, some some uh, really cracking goals. You mentioned the, the goal against TNS, uh, which was obviously um, that was the the night before. If it's the same one I was thinking of, it's the night before the Espanol game in the. Well, the men had the Espanol where never scored that goal, and and the scored the night before. So we had t- I had two really cracking goals sort of back to back. She also scored. We talk about the the, the Lincoln game last season. Um, where she, um, Larry, you know, with Larry scoring the winner, Jam scored the second equaliser, the, the in that one as well. So, yeah, some really great goals, some really great experiences. Um, and yeah, so all all the best, Jam, to whatever you're going on to, and obviously, um, well, you know, you're more than welcome to come on and join us on the pod at some point and have a chat through about your time at Walls or a couple of times at Wolves because this this isn't the end of your first time. So, so yeah, more than you know, good to see you at some point again. Um. Something else just to chat through which is real sort of bit of a disappointment actually is the matchday programme, Jess. I mean I saw the last one I saw was the Burnley one, but they've all seemed to become I'll be honest with you, a lot thinner. I'll I'll use that term. Um what are your thoughts on it?
1: It's disappointing. I think I think behind the scenes they work really hard and there has been so many improvements ever since like COVID hit and you know, we've improved as a team. And I think not only on the pitch but off the pitch there's been so many improvements and i think the program was one of those things and we've always had one of the best programs in the league in my opinion you know simon Faulkner's his programs were like unbelievable and i think it is disappointing you know like they're probably what eight pages long you know they still they they still cost the same amount of money which isn't really a problem but i think you know the content in them isn't is nowhere near as good as it used to be you know obviously the interviews are all on one page now they're not split and it is disappointing because it's kind of, for me, it's like a journey. We're going up, and I think having to take a back step on the programmes, it is, it is disappointing, but I think hopefully it should be fixed soon.
0: Yeah, I mean, I've just counted it. I think if you include the front cover, it's 12 pages. I think it's my, by my count, quick count, counting there on the last programme, which, um, and with a, a sort of a, a central, central poster there as well. I, I'm with you. I think... I understand Simon's obviously who was a volunteer is is chosen to leave the club. Um, and therefore obviously they've got to try and sort of fill those those very big shoes because obviously Simon did a lot of work behind the scenes there, making, you know, with the program, etc. And it was a real credit to the club um, for that. I think they've got I think, you know, if we're gonna be trying to be more professional on the pitch, then we've got to have similar sorts of standards and expectations off the pitch as well. You know, those sort of surrounding stuff. Yeah, you know, and therefore obviously if if by the looks of it, I think the, the um the, the 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 club media department have stood up to to take on the sort of responsibility for match day photography and the programme, which is what side was doing. Um so I think that the standards have got to be at least the same as what side left them. And you know, that's that's the benchmark. Yeah. You know, and we've got keep, yeah, we've got to keep going forward. As you say, yeah, we we're on a journey. Um so yeah, I think it is a real shame. Gorgeous.
1: Yeah, I agree. I think it is disappointing because obviously, size programs were obviously. I think he won program of the season a couple of seasons ago, and mm. they were they were unbelievable. You know, they were for me heads and shoulders above some of the other teams. You know, I went to watch Man City Arsenal in the WSL, and they weren't selling programs, and their WSL, and that was one of the biggest games of their season, and our program was obviously probably nearly as thick as the men's in some games, and. It was obviously really good to kind of for people to read and about the women's game not only at Wolves but obviously about the other teams as well and the leagues and how they're split in women's football and I think it does give an overview to any first time fans and it does help people understand the women's game because it isn't it isn't the same as the men's game in quite a few different aspects and it is disappointing obviously as you said they're twelve pages and hopefully it will get resolved soon and it will be back to normal but yeah it is disappointing but hopefully that. It will be back to normal as
0: soon as possible, really. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, so something we'll we'll keep an eye on and just sort of see what happens. Um, yeah, well, fingers crossed. We'll get some see some improvements soon in it. Um, on to more positive news. Um, the reserves. So Tom and the team at the reserves have done absolutely smashing so the last couple of games. Just quickly, um, on the seventh of November, they played calcer in the in the league. Um, and won 10-1, that was at home and then on the 14th of November they played Stoke in the FA Women's National League Reserves Cup so the equivalent of the League Cup but for the reserves and won 3-0 and I think what was really good for that is Jade Cross got 45 minutes run out um, from what Tom was saying so that's a, a positive just to see her getting back some fitness into, into her legs as well um, and in that, in the Reserves Cup They've been drawn. The reserves have been drawn away against Milton Keynes Dons. That's on the fifth of December, so actually coincides with when the give me this right, yeah when the um when the first team are playing their reserve their cup game. The reserves are also playing their cup game, which is quite good actually to have the, both the cup games on the same day. Um, so obviously if you can't get to to Liverpool for the first team. And, you can get some, and if you can get down to Milton Keynes, then, yeah, please do try and get down and support them. I um, believe the um, game is going to be at Fairfields, I think is where they call it. Let me just double-check. Um, I've lost it now. Yeah, I think it was Fairfields where they have their games, um, Milton Keynes-Dons reserves. So that would be um, in Milton Keynes itself. But we'll share information if anyone's with. We've, we've double-checked. We've asked it, Milton Keynes-Dons about that. So we'll share once we've got confirmation. Um. Yeah, the reserves doing well, Jess. Two great, great yeah. results there.
1: It is really good to see the reserves doing well, and I think it's a credit to not only to Tom and his team, but I think obviously the RTC coaches. Quite a few of the girls have come up from under fourteen, under 16s and have made their way through the younger age groups at Wolves, and it is lovely to see. And I, that's why I said before I'd like to see quite a few of the reserves, obviously, dropping coming up to the first team game against Nuneaton and obviously, obviously not all of them because obviously they do have a game, but. I'd like to see kind of quite a few of the other, quite a few of the reserves players come in and over the cup games. Obviously, we have quite a few over the next couple of weeks, and it'd be nice to see. You know, obviously, give them some opportunities to prove themselves because it is obviously it's clearly going really well in the reserve setup. You know, massive score lines.
0: Yeah, uh, it'd be interesting. I mean, something I'm, I'm going to try and do some work research to see what's because obviously they're playing in the sort of, the Women's National League Midland Division. And i I'll try to see what the the next step up is after that because obviously i think no disrespect to sort of Calsa, but we seem to be yeah and, and not the others but we seem to be sort of at the top of those leagues and sort of dominating the leagues which it, it'd be interesting to see what the next challenge is something maybe yeah we could discuss sort of later on once once i've done my bit of homework we can have a and we get we can have a good conversation on on a later pod um, about that um talking about sort of um sort of Homework and bits and pieces like that. The the FA have been doing their homework, and they've come out with their uh, FA Women's Professional Game Strategy. I mean, it's, it is mainly focused on the, the on the WSL and the Championship and sort of building coverage and attendance at those games. And obviously, with obviously my aspiration for where I want to see Wolves Women in, in, is the Championship in a couple of seasons' time. Uh, the Championship they're looking to have an average attendance in sort of three years of uh a thousand fans per game. Um with a currently they're at at the average in the championship. Do you know what it is, Jess, what the average is in the championship? You have a guess? 410, yeah. So I, you sort of that's sounds you know, sort of when you look at that sort of three years, a thousand people, currently four hundred and ten. I think that's doable.
1: Yeah, I'd like to think it is doable. You know, you've got a home Euros next year as well, which is surely bound to bring fans coming in. And Obviously, off the back of the World Cup in 2019, that obviously brought a massive women's football following into England. And I'd like to think, obviously, if England do have a good tournament, it does benefit teams, you know, in the WSL, in the Championship and in the National League. And I think, I'd like to think it is doable. And it'd be lovely to see if it is doable to try and get to 1,000 per like average attendance per game it would be lovely but hopefully the women's euros and the world cup in a few years will benefit that massively
0: yeah and certainly think wolves women's fa cup campaign can help sort of demonstrate that because last you know because we're so far this season i've i've, I've taken the, the the maths and you know done, got my calculator out we're averaging 389 um fans per game already at the minute and obviously we're in the you know, doing well in the National League, but we're in the National League, so we're not far behind the championship. We're, you know, 21 people behind the championship. So we need to um I mean, yes, that obviously that 389 is skewed slightly by the Black Country Derby, which had a huge number attend. But I think to be honest, I think that's that we got to bear in mind that was on a on a week night, yeah, you know, week night short notice as well. So I think if that been a weekend with plenty of notices, there would have been even more there. So I think you know that's I think the bit, it's still not too bad. Um, one thing for us to bear in mind is that the FA Women's National League Board are also working on a strategy. Um, so to sort of for this level, um, just what would you, you know if you, you know if you could sort of tell give one thing to the board to sort of change improve that across the WA. WA FA Women's National League, get it out eventually, um, to help sort of develop the game, what would it be?
1: For me, you know, it's kind of not all to do with the National League, but I'd like to see t- um, social media platforms, you know, like the WSL and the Championship promoting the National League a bit more, you know. It's never really on those social media platforms very much. And I think if they just made people aware of the games that were happening, you know, people seeing that there's games going on close to them, it might make them think, you know what, why don't I go down there and look into it? And Which then, obviously, if people do want to look into it, then that means that hopefully games would be streamed, and then that means that people, if they like watching it on streams, would then get people into stadiums, you know? And I think it's kind of like a multiplayer effect, really. We've built such a good platform with the WSL and the Championship, so I'd like to think that they could, in some ways, promote the National League a bit more, and I think that would benefit us massively, just to be shown that there are games on locally towards anywhere really that it would benefit all the National League teams really across the country.
0: Yeah, I, I think as you say, it's not necessarily even um the the, the league thing. For me, one thing to sort of picking up on that is this weekend it was women's football weekend. The men, you know, the sort of the men's team weren't around. And what, there was one tweet from Wool's main social media account about the, the Women's FA Cup game coming up this week. Yeah, this weekend just gone. I appreciate it, it wasn't at home. So, therefore, how much do you promote somebody else's, you know, sort of push, try to push fans in somebody else's is ground? But even so, if, you know, it wasn't far down the road. So, it's not, it, it's helping develop sort of football in the community in that sense. I would have really, yeah. I mean, we had there were 150 um, fans at the Cal scale. I don't know how many of them were Wolves fans, uh, but I would have been. Be, I think you would have probably got we would Calc would have got more people going through their gates if Wolves had been really pushing the women's social, you know, it's women's football weekend. So I think there is, I think across the platform, I think there's a lot of work that both. Sort of as you say, the league structure, sort of the the FA and the yeah, sort of the leagues there, and the clubs could do more to help sort of emphasise there's there's more than just eleven blokes.
1: Um, Yeah, and I think touching on that with women's football weekend, you know, it was a derby, and I don't think really that was highlighted on the Wolves men's team social media. You know, it was a derby, it was women's football weekend, and Kels have an amazing setup there, and there could have been over triple the, the amount of fans there, and you know, I think it would have been lovely to see Wolves. There were quite a few Wolves fans there, but Kelsa had quite a few fans as well. And I think it would have been the perfect opportunity. You know, it was a derby, it was a cup game and it was women's football weekend. And obviously it does only happen once a season and it would have been lovely to see, with it being international break as well, it would have been lovely to see a lot more posted about it on the main social media platforms across Wolves.
0: Yeah, and I think it comes back to sort of what we're saying about the programme and sort of if, if the club is wanting to step up and sort of be more professional on the pitch. What goes on in the background needs to keep pace. i, I you know, this is a bit you know credit to yeah, he, he, He's probably ahead of schedule, if we're honest. I think you know we expect to be in the cham- yeah we expect to be in this league now. But yeah, we if especially with COVID, it was it, we weren't necessarily going to expect to be where we are in the league. Yeah, I think when we look back at that start, when we made our predictions, I think we all quite would have quite happily taken six this season. Comfortable, you know, comfortable mid-table team, finding our feet. And yeah, we've had the likes of Helen Demode and Amber Hughes join us. So therefore, we've had some really good, and Beth Merrick for that matter as well, some really good, talented players come and join us. And and therefore, that has helped. And we've, you yeah, know, we've the team were good enough, for, you know, pre, before that, were good enough for this league. So I think that's helped just take us that step further. And therefore, we yeah. are ahead of schedule.
1: So yeah, I think there has to be credit given to what's happened. You know, we've said it, we've mentioned it a lot of times. It's a journey. And I think, obviously, you were right when we made those predictions. I don't think any of us would have predicted the season to have gone like it has done. But I also think, you know, obviously, it more could be done on social media. But I do think the club do need to discern. Do deserve credit you know there's been lots of women's footballers and Mac has been at quite a few different events you know the sleep out he's been quite a f- at quite at quite a few of the games you know and I think the kit launch I think all of that you know it does speak about how far we've come you know so mm. I do think the club do deserve some credit but obviously I'd like to see some more done but you know we are getting there and I think it's one step in the right direction for us getting Anna Price Maka, two events for the men's team, you know, it all helps, and hopefully that will continue throughout seasons to come.
0: Yeah, no, you're completely right. I think the the we hadn't touched on it yet. There was obviously the kit launch earlier on this couple of weeks back, um, and then we had the sleep out on Friday night just gone, um, where Macca and Anna Price and Tammy George was there, as was Natalie Woodall as well. So, with Tammy and and Perksy, as well as MACA all down there, uh, you yeah, know, sort of getting involved with the sleep out. Huge, you know, huge credit them for we'll taking part in that. Uh, it's something that raising awareness of, uh, you know, a real sort of big issue, not just in Wolverhampton but across sort of the, the country. Um, um, yeah, so I think, you know, so, yeah, you're right. There's some being some huge steps forward. I just, it's those little things, it's those things that you, some of the things that you see publicly, I suppose, that the, that, 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 the social media platforms, because they're so in your face all the time, it's very easy to spot. I think, as you say, some of the other stuff going on in the background um, is a, a bigger step almost, but because they what's is putting the foundations in place yeah. um, for other things. Cool. Well, I think sort of that sort of brings us towards the end. Have we missed it? I don't think we've missed anything at all on, at the minute. No, we've wrapped up. Um, so thank you very much, Jess. Obviously, we we'll hope to catch up with you again soon. Um, if you could please sort of follow us on social media Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Um, please share, rate, review, send us messages. Tell us that we, we're talking out of our WhatsApps about anything. If there's any players we think you know anything you think we've missed, do get let us know. Do drop us an email at Walls at But most of all, thank you very much for listening and, and up the walls.